Anyway, let's talk about something that's not my apartment complex and how poorly they communicate. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But first, we actually should go ahead and count. Okay. Okay, counting. Nope. When when in the ever-loving heck have I ever said counting to do this? You'll know. It's like in the Britney Spears song. (laughs) I actually don't know that Britney Spears song. One, two, three, between me, you, and me, da 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 da, da everybody loves counting. It's about having I'm... a three-way. Ah. Gotcha. In season four. Oh, no. Tanner, it's, don't tell me these it's, things. <laughs> it's, it's Tina, Sam, and Joe, the Christian dreadlock boy. Not Tina, Sam, and Blaine. I thought that was the more popular OC3. No, it's Tina, Sam, and Joe, the Christian dreadlock boy, and they sing it, but then they got cut short near the end because Brittany tries to shave her head to be more like Brittany. Oh, gosh. That's going to be a wild ride when we get there in, like, two <laughs> years. It is such an episode. <laughs> it is such an episode of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Wrong, that's, that's... wrong podcast. <laughs> exactly. My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for Weird OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is Tanner, who is back again. Guess, Guess who's, who's back? Back, back <laughs> again. Tanner's back. <laughs> Tell a friend. <laughs> oh God. We... <laughs> Hi, welcome to Loser Like Me. <laughs> start over <laughs> oh i'm listeners i'm slap happy i have worked 49 oh, hours this week oh <laughs> uh, disgusting i agree i agree but thankfully we're not here to talk about my work today but we are talking about something related to tanner's and my other podcast who are we talking about today tanner today in Yet another example of time being a flat circle. We're talking about my Glee OC. No, not that one. <laughs> not the one that I was here with, uh, f- wow, how many years ago? Three years ago now? Uh, Sean. And I think that was actually maybe like, it was either last year or the year before that. No, because it was episode 17. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, it was the first year. That was how we first met. Wow. That's that's fuck wild. Yeah, October 8th, 2018. Over three years ago. Oh my god, I'm old. <laughs> I'm moderately older. <laughs> I mean, you're like... You're like ten months older than me, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about the passage of time. Which Gliosi are we talking about today, Tanner? Today we are talking about Beth Corcoran, who, yes. hey, just because she is a, a character created by Ryan Murphy on the real TV show Glee doesn't mean she can't also be my OC. Yes. And because she is Beth, I would like to apply 
the her titles that we have come up with for her on our other podcast, Loser Like Me, which we will promote at the end. Um, I believe you're referring to Tanner. Her Grace, Elizabeth Fabray Puckerman, Hudson Corcoran, called Beth. First of her name, The Flat Baby, Mother of Dragons, The Unbroken, Scion of Show Choir, and Queer as Heck. You know, I'm going to have to bring up The Flat Baby at some point in my fanfic. Please. Please do. So, I think this is the first time on Wayward where we've had someone bring in an OC that is a derivative of an established character in canon. I have seized direct control of the baby. Yes. How about you start this off then by, let's kind of go over Beth's existence in the canon of Glee. What do we know about her besides the fact that she's a baby? So in the first season of Glee, Quinn Fabray, the head cheerio, the head cheerleader, she finds out that she's pregnant. She tells her boyfriend Finn that it happened because they were making out in the hot tub and he had a premature climax and the temperature is just right for them to swim directly into her. This is a lie. <laughs> yes, this is, a, this is an entire fabrication. Glee is not going to pretend that it's medically accurate, but this was a lie. Yes. Uh, in actuality, she had normal sex with uh, Noah Puckerman, a.k.a. Puck, the bad boy, and Finn's best friend. And one thing led to another, and people found out that Quinn was pregnant, and then Quinn was going to sell her baby to her choir teacher's uh, wife, who was having an hysterical <laughs> pregnancy, but then she didn't because everybody found out, so she couldn't just pawn the baby off on a, a woman. <laughs> But then she did. <laughs> but she was going to give the baby up for adoption. And then she and Puck are like, but what if we raised it? And they were like, we can't because Puck is too horny for his own good. And we can't be a family until season five. But that's not important right now. What's important is that around this time, her her best frenemy, Rachel, her biological mother shows up. And she's like, hi, mm-hmm. I'm uh, Tony Award winning actress Adina Menzel. And today I will be playing Shelby Corcoran. Rachel's biological mother, you gave her up for adoption in order to get money to go to Broadway, and that failed, so I had to move back to Ohio. But legally, I cannot contact Rachel before she's 18, unless she just unless. so happens to find out that she, I am her mother, she is my daughter, and then the scheme happens. And then Shelby goes, hmm, actually, I don't want a, a teen daughter. I want a baby daughter. I want to start from square one. And the show frames it as, like, a heartwarming thing. It's like, well, I guess it just wasn't meant to be. But in actuality, it's kind of fucked up. Yes. I'm going to be swearing a lot because we're talking about Glee. <laughs> For the swears included, redirect yes. to other podcasts. <laughs> exactly. So... Yeah, so... So so Quinn has her baby, uh, conveniently right in time to Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. It's a great sequence, cinematic gold. Uh, she has the baby, <laughs> and then she gives the baby to Shelby, and Shelby's like, I'm gonna name her Beth, because Puck decided the daughter should be named Beth because he sang a Kiss song that one time. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, I don't think her full name is Elizabeth, I think it is just Beth. Huh. Huh. Better name than Drizzle. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I forgot to put Drizzle on her ep- in her epithets. Well, you now you have room because we're getting rid of the Eliza. Yes. 
But yeah, so she was so Beth was adopted by Rachel's biological mother. And then what else happens to her in the context of the show? I forget. And we haven't gotten there yet. In the rest of the show, uh, we don't see either Beth nor Shelby in the second season. In the third season, Shelby shows up for like the first half of the season because she starts a second rival show choir within the same school as the first show choir that all the hot girls join. And then she has relationship with Puck, which is technically legal. And technically legal is a huge red flag anyways. <sighs> Yes. And and also Quinn has severe postpartum depression that they never say is postpartum depression, but it's the only way I can justify her actions because mm-hmm. she tries to frame Shelby as an unfit mother by like hiding hot sauce in the apartment mm-hmm. to and then she can steal Beth back. Beth has <laughs> everyone tried to steal Beth. Look, she was having Quinn was having a gay crisis and postpartum depression at the same time. It's Now let's uh, be fair, she was a having combo. a bi crisis. Ah. Good point. Good point. Anyways, that's not, that is legitimately not important right now. The only other important thing is that uh, Shelby moved to New York in season four, where she ran a daycare for the children of uh, Broadway actors, and Beth was, oh is God, also there. Really? Yeah. really? She only shows up in one episode. Huh. Okay. So, that's where we're coming from with the canon of this character in Glee. Now. Yes. That was 2013. Yes. So in the far off year of 2024, <laughs> that's where I come in. <laughs> Writing this in the year of our Lord 2020 and 2021 and hopefully future. I, I, I started it in 2019 and then a pandemic oh, wow. happened and I didn't get back to it until like the summer. <laughs> fair, fair. So... Here's 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 the story. Here's the original part of original character. In in my mm-hmm. world, the the money ran out because Broadway daycare is not a viable business, and Shelby and Beth moved back to Akron, Ohio, because that's where uh, Shelby's Glee Club used to be based out of, the one she used to coach. And mm-hmm. Shelby does like she does vocal lessons, and she sometimes moonlights as a coach or as like a consultant for Glee clubs and stuff. It, it's enough to bring money in. Beth goes hard into musical theater as she grows up and becomes a young woman, becomes like very much the spinning image of her mother, Quinn. Yeah, But yeah. she doesn't care. Like, she, she's had very little interaction with Quinn, and only slightly more interaction with Rachel, because they're technically sisters? Question mark? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Rachel is old enough to be Beth's mother, but only technically due to the fact that she was the same age as Beth's mother. But anyways, yep. <laughs> it's it's all fine and dandy, and Shelby is absolutely living vicariously through uh, Beth's musical theater dreams, but we're not going di- to dig into that quite yet. Um, and just as they're driving home from a summer stage performance, they get in a car accident, and Beth is pretty fine, but Shelby is rendered comatose. And uh-oh, Shelby doesn't have any other extended family, and she doesn't really have any adult friends either. The only person who is listed as a possible guardian for Beth, is Rachel Berry. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh, sisters. Literally. So, Uh Rachel... sisters. Rachel flies from New York to Ohio. She's back in Ohio, but not even Mm -hmm. Lila, so she's still a fish out of water. She leaves behind her husband, Jesse. Spoilers for season six. (laughs) I forgot we got a season six. 
Yeah, six seasons in a movie. <laughs> Take that, community fans. <laughs> so oh, gosh. Beth, so Rachel flies back to Ohio, and Beth hates mm-hmm. this, because Rachel's like, Beth, it sucks that your mom's in a coma, but we're going to be sisters, we're going to be the best friends, and I'm going to help you get into Vocal Adrenaline, the Glee Club, and we can talk about Glee Club stuff together. And Beth is like, I wish I was also in a coma, because the only thing worse than my mother being in a coma is having to live with Rachel Berry. (laughs) And you know, that's fair, okay? We can chalk it up to the trauma of your mother being in a car accident and also you're 14 years old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And other stuff that we will get into. Yes. Yes. So Beth is, like I said, Beth is going to audition for Vocal Adrenaline. Vocal Adrenaline mm-hmm. was the evil glee club in the first season. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think at some point in my world, they had like a, a face turn. They turned good for a little bit, but now they're evil again. <laughs> they had a very brief face turn somewhere around the somewhere around the late 2010s. Yeah, and also they they don't have a, a teacher oversight anymore. You know how you know how the Warblers have a council that's vaguely sinister. The Vocal Adrenaline has a now has a council <laughs> that is explicitly sinister. <laughs> yes, very very specifically sinister. Very like melodramatically conniving <laughs> yeah the the main the main guy his last his name is charles veranda and with a name like that you know things are going to get wild mm-hmm. 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 and so beth is auditioning for vocal adrenaline and she's auditioning with her best friend monica yang <laughs> so beth and monica are auditioning together and beth is like i'm gonna be so great and i'm gonna audition and i'm gonna get the lead role even though i'm a freshman and monica you'll also be there yeah because fun fact about beth she is not self-aware about the fact that she is not a good friend yeah she is 14 she is 14 years old it is not an excuse but it is a reason (laughs) it's not right but it's also not surprising yeah so beth walks in and she's like i'm gonna sing standing still by jewel and rachel at this point has also snuck in to watch in the background of the theater and beth sees her as she's singing and she does a little falter in her audition and then she's like rachel you ruined my life now i'm probably not gonna get in and then the next day vocal adrenaline is like you're right you didn't get in we hate you go away yeah, yeah. But you know who Beth. you know who did get into vocal adrenaline? Monica. <sighs> because even though Beth kept telling Monica that she was gonna be a great backup singer for her, Monica also has talent. So now Beth is like double angry because her minion mm-hmm. got in and she didn't. And but she's she keeps she's gonna keep on trying to couch it and say, but but I Monica's my best friend and I love her so much. It's just I think she's better in my shadow. Oh, Beth, you disaster. Don't worry, over the course of the first three episodes of the season... Okay, by the way, I should probably say, I'm I'm writing this, like, as yes. a fanfic, episode by episode. I yes. have the whole first season and most of the second season and chunks of the third season planned out. Oh, um, wow. So I've only written, like, I've only just barely started uh, the fourth episode of the first season, though, and rem- I started this in 2019. I am slow going. This is nothing compared to the last time I wrote an episodically fanfic where I was cranking out, a, like, an episode every two weeks, sometimes oh, wow. faster. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I have a job. I, 
I have to say though, as someone who is who is reading the fic that Beth is the star of, or at least the main character of, yes, uh, it's called the Reprise. Check it out on Ao3. Yes, as someone who is reading it, I think I think the fic has benefited from you like taking your time with it because it's 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 very well written. And I've gotten to the point where if anyone tries to do a Glee reboot, I'm just going to hiss at them and point (laughs) towards Glee reprise. (laughs) Yeah, if they use any of the songs I already use, I'm going to be like, I did that better. So, just saying. Yes. So, anyways. So, Beth does not get into vocal adrenaline. This is literally Mm -hmm. the worst possible thing. She and Rachel get into a huge screaming match, and Rachel is on the verge of saying, you know what? I'm just going to drop Beth off at her best friend's house and move back to New York because this is not healthy for either of us. Oh, Um, no, that would be be a terrible, terrible situation. (laughs) Yes, correct. Everyone calls her out on for even thinking of that. Um... Also, this is before, like, either of them know that Monica got in. So it's like, it's fine. Like, neither of them got in, right? Surely, surely if Beth didn't get in, Monica didn't get in, she didn't get in. Anyways. Yeah. But as Beth is wandering, or not Beth, as Rachel is wandering the streets of Akron, and she, like, is delivering a box full of sheet music back to the local community center that Shelby used to do a vocal coaching at, she Mm -hmm. walks in. And all this whole time she's singing Get It Right from uh, Season 2, Episode 16, Original Song. It's an original song by Glee, performed by Rachel Berry. So she's singing hey. a reprise of this. And she walks in there and she's like, wow, this community center has a choir room that is like almost a spinning image of the choir room at McKinley. <laughs> I'm having nostalgia feelings. Uh, and, and then the woman who runs the community center, Tanisha, she walks in and she's like, what are you doing here? And Rachel's like, I would like to start a Glee club here. <laughs> Help, I stood in this choir room for for three seconds too long, and now I have to start a show choir. Basically. (laughs) So yeah, uh, Rachel can technically run a show choir out of the community center, according to my own world building. And she's like, Beth, you you can audition for this glee club. And Beth's like, I don't want to be part of your pity glee club. But then she like tries to get back into vocal adrenaline, and they're like, "No, you you, you silly you silly, silly little child, you sweet summer child, leave, leave us now." <laughs> so then Beth decides, maybe I will join your pity glee club, and so she joins alongside. I'll just quickly do a rundown of some of the other characters in the glee club. There's yes. Julian Aldrich, who's basically Kurt if he was a redhead. There yes. is uh, Alia Name, who is a cool feminist Muslim girl. There's Camilla mm-hmm. Espinosa, who is Aaliyah's best friend. She's a big Latina girl who can dance real good. And mm-hmm. there's Luke mm-hmm. Banag, who is a trans boy who is trying to very hard not to be clocked. And so Who is my son? <laughs> he he only dresses up in boy clothes at the Glee Club, and so they have no idea that they actually go to school with him because he has to, uh, in order to avoid the prying eyes of his father, he has to dress in the feminine clothes at, while leaving the house and at school. There's no paperwork. There's no paperwork in Glee Club. He can just be Luke. <laughs> yes, Luke is, Luke is able to be himself in Glee Club, which is perhaps the purest thing to come out of a Glee Club. So yes. far. <laughs> Don't worry. I haven't gotten to it yet, but he is going to have a focus episode. Good. 
Good. Um, and so Beth ends up joining, and she also brings in Tony Baker, who is uh, obviously her first love interest. He's a yes. very nice football boy. Very good boy. He's a very good, nice football boy. He uh, sings Lenny Kravitz at her, and she's like, you sing good. We should join the singing choir. <laughs> And then, and then the the first six sing "Kids in America," which is going to be this club's "Don't Stop Believing." Yes. Anyways, good. Uh, and then in the second episode, everyone finds out that Beth is Rachel's kind of sort of sister, and they're like, "Oh, you only joined because of nepotism, and like she's going to be the one getting the solos." And Beth is like, "Yes, I should be getting the solos because I am the sister. Give me all the solos, or I will kick everyone out." <laughs> Basically, it's just everyone butting heads. It's like you, yeah. you, know, you know how in Glee, a lot of times people don't get along. <laughs> what if we just condensed all of that into a single episode? I'm glad that you're doing that instead of well, rather rather two, pulling it out, rather two episodes, <laughs> drawing it out, <laughs> two episodes because episode two ends with Beth quitting the club, and she's like, "I have a scheme to get into Vocal Adrenaline because she cannot, uh, bitch can't let something go." <laughs> And because schemes are a part of her blood, <laughs> this both is her blood and her and her raising, uh, and like she she tried <laughs> to get into Monica's <laughs> she tried to get into Monica's good graces, and she was like, Monica, wouldn't it be so cool if we were in a Glee club together? Sorry for being a terrible friend before. And Monica's like, maybe this would be a good idea. And then the council, the vocal adrenaline council, is like, actually, Monica, what if we all sang Candy Store at you and convinced you to be evil? And she's like, that's an even better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Persuaded by musical theater has is not the first time, will not be the last time. Exactly. Uh, and so episode three, it's called All About Me. It's about all the people who think they should be in charge of Glee Club, trying to become in charge of Glee Club. It doesn't end well for anyone, <laughs> but specifically for Beth, because it's going to try and focus just on Beth. Yeah. Specifically for Beth, she basically, like crashes a vocal adrenaline rehearsal she hears them like singing the opening notes of the sound by the 1975 and she basically kicks the door in and starts singing the song at them (laughs) and they're like what's going on and monica's like i'm evil now so i got this and monica turns it into a mashup and she starts singing you're so vain by carly simon uh, yeah. Which this is based off of an actual mashup I found on YouTube. If you just search for the sound "You're So Vain," you can find it easy. It sounds real good. So nice. Monica sings the "You're So Vain" parts at Beth, and Beth is like, "Wait, I'm a I'm legitimately now realizing I am a terrible friend. I'm not just saying it to try and get back to her. I was actually a bad person." <laughs> it's a big thing to confront when you're 14. <laughs> yes, this early in the season. Yes. You still have 19 more episodes of emotional stuff to get through. Look, ta- look, Tanner, you had to make room for the good emotional stuff. Beth had to have her heel realization early. Or at least one of them, I'm assuming. You know, you say good emotional stuff, there's still going to be plenty of trauma. Oh, yes. Uh, Tanner, you're writing a Glee fanfiction. It's assumed. Yay! It's inherent in the system. So not in a Pride and Prejudice must must include copious amounts of drama. <laughs> so Beth gets home and she and Rachel have a deep talk and like they both realize that like 
Beth was kind of acting like Rachel was trying to replace Shelby and Rachel was just trying to be Beth's coach and also live vicariously through the Glee Club kids, much like how Will lived vicariously through his kids. <laughs> um, also, this this fic is also kind of the Rachel Burry redemption tour in the sense that I'm trying to like steer her back into a decent human being. <laughs> Look, if anyone can do it, you can. Thank you. So, which is to say that you could almost you could almost say that Rachel is also an original character in this. <laughs> but anyways, Beth she gets the pep talk from Rachel, and then she gets a pep talk for t- from Tony because Tony is very much the only sane boy in this entire thing. Everyone else yes. is very much a Glee character, and Tony is kind of like Sean in that Sean was like I'm a normal person thrust into the madness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Beth is a Glee, she's a capital G, capital C Glee character, but she gets a pep yes. talk from Tony. Cause Tony's like the only one who's like, I think you're going off the rails, but I'm going to support you. Cause I feel like you need someone to catch you when you fall over. Aww. And Tony, very, very much. That is what happens. And she's like, thank you for being on my side, but also calling me out on my weird bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And then they're they're joined by the other newcomers who came in from other schools because loophole abuse, since technically the Glee Club isn't affiliated with a school, you don't have to go to the school to join the Glee Club. And so they have uh, two Christian private school kids named Mary and Michael Davidson. They're, they're brother and sister. And they also have Reed Savage from the Akron Dalton campus, who which is evil. It's also an evil Glee Club. <laughs> yes. Anyways, now we have nine members, and they all get together, and they sing Beatdown Generation by Millington. Finally, Glee has done ska, thanks to me, <laughs> and me alone. They've done it. Glee has finally done ska in a very, very good scene, may I add. Now, at this point, we get into, quote-unquote, spoilers, because I have not written this far. <laughs> but you've planned so on it. The one- I have planned it. So on the one hand, if you want to see things play out in real time, which was probably going to be like the next 10 years if I managed to get through everything I have planned, <laughs> then stop listening now. But if you don't care, or you're confident that you'll forget, we, <laughs> we power through. Yes. So the next important Beth episode is going to be the one where they managed to win the rights to hold a swing revival party at the community center. And oh. so this this is where she and Tony just kind of get together because they sing Stutter by Mariana's Trench together. Aww. Or it's like, maybe not necessarily together, but they like, they realize that each other have feelings for each other. And they're like, now we should do something about this. <laughs> And then the following episode is the traditional mashup episode. Uh, and they Good. I've recycled on my mashups from my previous Glee fanfic. Uh, Jump Down by Bewitched, As Long As You Love Me by the Backstreet Boys. Beth and Tony sing this as a duet. And this is like, oh, now we're an item. Now we are together. Aww. So that's the input. And then we take, we kind of like pull back. And I, I focus on the other Glee characters. Because this is an ensemble cast. Yes. Tanner, unlike the Glee writers, cares about more than five characters. Yes, it's it's very difficult. I care about upwards of like 17 at this point. (laughs) I have a problem. No, you don't have a problem. You have a project. I do. (laughs) Much like a bad boy, I can fix him. (laughs) Him being Glee. (laughs) So let's fast forward. Episode 11, 
uh, which is like, or hang on, no, let's fast forward to episode nine. Yes, episode nine. Episode nine is called Partners. Uh, it is where Rachel has paired up everyone so that they can learn to do duets and support each other. And like naturally, yes. Beth and Tony get together because they're doing, they're having a good, strong relationship moment. They ha- they almost had a hiccup when it turned out that almost all the guys in the club didn't know how periods worked. And so then uh, oh, Julian and no. Luke taught them about it. And they're like, we-, we-, we have sisters and this is why we know. So stop being dicks and saying, oh, time of the month jokes. Uh, and then the boys apologized to the girls by singing Exactly How I Feel by Lizzo, because there was a Lizzo tribute episode. Anyways. Good. If some of these sound stupid, it's because it's a Glee podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or not a Glee podcast, a Glee fanfic. I gotta put a little bit of dumb in there. Yes. Yes. But if, but, but I put it in just right. I put just the right amount of dumb in, so actually, it's camp. Yes. So anyways, even though Beth and Tony have teamed up for partners, um, this is Beth seeing like, I kind of want to try and get back together with Monica as friends. As friends, I mean. What? Friends. We're friends. <laughs> we were friends. I'd like to be friends again. Oh, Beth. Uh, and she tries and it doesn't work because Monica's like, you, you seem like a distant person, but like, it's only been three months since we had our falling out, and honestly, I have learned so much about myself in the time of vocal adrenaline, and how do I know this isn't just a scheme for you to steal the spotlight away from me again? And Beth yeah. is like, I hate to admit it, but that's fair, and I wish you all the best. Aww. And so then she sings Save Your Tears by the Weekend featuring Ariana Grande. I don't know if she's actually going to duet with anyone about it because that song is a duet, but maybe it would be more impactful if she sang both parts, if she was the Weekend and the Ariana Grande. <laughs> Inside of you, there are two wolves. One of them is the Weekend, one of them is Ariana Grande. <laughs> Anyways, episode 11 is called Mentor. Tina's here. Tina! This fanfic Heck also yeah, says Tina. Tina writes every so often. Good. Good. Uh, T- Tina has arrived because she is also a Broadway starlet, uh, but she is hosting a mentorship program for one lucky teen. Yes. <laughs> and naturally, uh, Beth and Monica are competing for this. Monica sings yes. Get Out and Stay Out by 9 to 5, and Beth's reaction is just, Damn. You're right. (laughs) And Beth sings The Wizard and I from Wicked because she's having mom feelings. It has been several months and Shelby has barely shown any signs of improvement and she is concerned. Good news. This leads directly into episode 12, Get Well Soon. Shelby takes a turn for the worst in the opening number is Soon You'll Get Better by Taylor Swift featuring the chicks. Oh no. Now she's not going to die. I mean, yes for the chicks, but... Shelby isn't dying in this episode, but it is something that makes Beth and Rachel re-examine their relationships with each other and Shelby. And this is the episode where Beth is like, hang on, I think Shelby was kind of not that great at the mother stuff, but she was also really good to me. And Rachel's going to be like, I have weird feelings about Shelby, but like you could... There, there is so much good in Beth, and yeah, maybe you were like very much a starlet, and that may have been part of Shelby pushing you. But the fact that mm-hmm. you became a good person means that Shelby has taught you good things as well. Yes. 
And then Rachel may or may not sing The Wind Beneath My Wings. I'm not sure because I might be moving that to a different episode. But also yeah, Rachel yeah. and Beth sing The Mother We Share because it's a song about the mother that they share. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just have to do... Uh, sometimes you just have to do the song that's right on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's it's around this episode where Monica, like, almost starts welcoming Beth back into her life. And, like, I don't know if we can be friends, but, like, maybe I forgive you and maybe I do trust you a little bit? Aww. Episode 13 is the sectionals episode. It's when Monica realizes that uh, vocal adrenaline is evil, and she realizes that she is not actually <laughs> evil, she just wants to sing. Yeah. There is yeah. a difference in Glee. Those are different alignments. Yes. <laughs> Glee alignment chart. <laughs> That's a different podcast. And a, uh. so <laughs> put, put that on our docket for, for between season content. So, so Vocal Adrenaline tries to sabotage the new... Gl- oh yeah, by the way, the, the best glee club that Rachel is running is called The Reprisals. And so Vocal Adrenaline has tried to sabotage The Reprisals, and Monica finds out, and she tells them so that they can get to sectionals in time, because they had the wrong date. But then oh, they... Oh yeah, burst- isn't that the one where, like, they changed the... Like, they, they stole the mail or something? <laughs> they, they, they stole the mail, and they altered it, and so they thought it was, like, a day later... And so then they, like, have to rush to pick everyone up from all their various, like, locations and, like, zip over to the uh, 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 the venue while they're, like, re- like re- rehashing and rehearsing their set list on the bus there. And they're like, oh, okay, and if we put this part here, maybe it'll work better thematically. And you can take this part instead, and you can take this part. Okay, everyone, like, work on your harmonies. Ah! <laughs> they, they burst in, like, just before before the uh, trophies are about to be awarded and they sing Alive and Kickin' by Simple Minds. And the rest of the set list is a mashup of Solo <laughs> and Soulmate by Carly Rae and Lizzo, and then uh, Beth Meets Ghost by Ella Henderson. Nice. And then the reprisals win, and they win sectionals, and they get to move on to regionals, which means they'll be directly competing with Vocal Adrenaline. But more importantly... Vocal Adrenaline says, Monica, you're fired. And Monica says, no, I quit. Uh, And then she goes (laughs) and she's like, maybe after winter break, I will join the reprisals. Uh, Anyways, after winter break, she joins the reprisals. And Beth is like, yes, finally, my best friend. Nice. Um, And then a few episodes later, Tony's like, hang on a second. Beth, you've been spending a lot of time with Monica, like a weird amount of time with Monica. And Beth is like, it's because she is my best friend and now we're friends again and I missed her. Maybe you and Monica should hang out together. And they do. And they become friends. But also Monica is like, wait a second, maybe there's a reason I have such weird feelings about Beth. Could it be (laughs) sapphism? Spoiler alert, it's sapphism. So now, now we'll, uh, in a few episodes later, episode 18, uh, in mm-hmm. between Rachel trying to work out her marital issues and the rest of the club doing a deep dive in Glee history, and this is probably the part where they look at, like, they find videos of Quinn dancing while pregnant, and they're like, what? It's like shaking up a soda can. Maybe that's why Beth is the way she is. Because even if, even if Beth is using her powers for the side of good, she's still, like, capital A a lot. Yes. 
But yeah, so Beth is like trying to kind of learn her history. Like she learns about Quinn and Rachel and Finn. She's like, oh, is like, what's the deal with the guy whose photo's on our mantelpiece now? And Rachel's like, well, he's dead. But more importantly, <laughs> he was almost your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A few episodes later, penultimate episode yes. of season one. It's called 15 Love. It's because it's, uh, it's Beth's 15th birthday. Everyone gathers to celebrate her birthday. And Monica decides mm-hmm. to sing Starving by Haley Steinfeld and Gray featuring Zed. That's a lot of people on that song. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Monica tells Beth through song that I didn't know that I was starving until I tasted you. And Beth is like, this song oh. could have some interesting connotations. Wait. <laughs> hmm. And, and Beth is like, Monica, did that song have implications? And Monica is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to go run into the night. Oh, no. And the whole Glee Club is like, shit, Monica has run into the night. We better go find her. And while Beth is like searching for Monica on her own, she is like kind of going through all their past interactions. and like, wow, we had like a lot of sleepovers and we're very touchy feely. And I feel the same way about Monica when she's around that I do about Tony when he's around. I better, <laughs> I better sing She Keeps Me Warm by Mary Lambert in order to express my feelings to myself. And also Monica, I found you and you keep me warm. Let's kiss. And they do. <laughs> Oh, you disasters. Now, the season finale. <laughs> the season finale of, of season one, uh, it's kind of nebulous on account of I have to resolve, let's see, checks, watch about six different plot lines in it. But one of them <laughs> is going to be Beth and Monica trying to figure out what their relationship is. And Beth's like, hey, don't worry, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. So let's move on to season two. Summer <laughs> happened. Procrastinating they, always works. They haven't really figured it out. Are Beth and Monica surprise, together? Surprise. Are Beth and Monica together? Kind of. Are Beth and Tony still together? Yes. <laughs> now, even though I have a lot of episodes planned out, this is also when the cast just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So yeah, yeah. I'm just going to give you like a, a Cliff's Notes version of Beth's situations and maybe some song highlights. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. It's very much a situation of come Beth and Monica's sophomore year. They're together mm-hmm. and Monica Monica isn't trying to pressure Beth to come out as bi, but she is saying it would be nice if you were not like if I was not your side piece. Yeah. And Beth is like I agree, yeah. but also Tony his parents divorced because they were both cheating on each other and I don't want him to find out that I'm cheating on him, so I need to find a way to let him down real easy. And oh, I have been no. procrastinating on this all summer, and I'm going to continue to do so. This is fine. Oh, this no. is fine. Oh no, Beth, sweetheart. She sings Monica, unfa- sweetheart. Tony, she si- sweetheart. She sings Unfaithful by Rihanna on the Halloween episode uh, because Beth can't learn how to let something go. Ah. <laughs> uh. And it's at this point where Tony is definitely feeling that Beth is maybe not being exclusive with him. And it's kind of messing the whole dynamic up. And Monica is kind of getting sick of Beth being, uh, like, not exclusive with her. It's uh, these teens. These teens are a mess. Yeah. And Beth is doing a bad thing. And she knows she's doing a bad thing. But she can't figure out how to properly stop doing this. Yeah. Yeah. 
it it does come to a head just before sectionals where Monica basically she she doesn't tell Tony but she says the wrong thing and it's like Tony puts all the pieces together he connects the two dots and he's like shit <laughs> and he tries to basically goad Beth into admitting that she has been seeing Monica and Beth is like just completely playing dumb. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Me and Monica are just friends. You're the only guy for me, Tony. And Tony's like, don't, don't patronize me. That's, well, we'll talk after sectionals, but I think we're done. Aww. And, and Monica is also like, the fact that it took you it's like like we're in we are in November now. We kind of mm-hmm. got together in March. It took you eight months. It took you over half a year to say anything to Tony, and you actually didn't say anything to Tony. So like, yeah. should I stick around if you're gonna drag your feet that long? Like, do I matter that like that little to you? Yeah, this, this yeah. is just like it used to be. I'm stuck in your shadow. So then after uh, after sectionals, all three of them sing I hate this part. All three of them sing I hate this part by the <laughs> Pussycat Dolls because that's the best Pussycat Dolls song. I hate this part. <laughs> They're now all broken up and it sucks. Aww. And Beth is going to spend the winter break being very depressed about this whole situation. And also Monica is going to sing Vacation by the Go-Go's because she is trying to To go on vacation, but she can't stop thinking about Beth. Anyways, things seem pretty bad for Beth. Hey, what's what do you think is the only thing that could make it worse? Uh, parents. No, Shelby dying. Shelby dying. End of episode nine. Shelby is dead. (laughs) Episode ten. Shelby's dead. The movie. It's the funeral. Oh no. Beth is going to be singing I Never Knew I Loved You So Much from Repo, the genetic opera. Oh, what a choice, Tanner. What a choice. And also also possibly When You're Gone by Avril Lavigne. It's depression. This episode is the depressing episode. Yeah. Debating if they should sing Wake Me Up When September Ends, but I'm on the fence, because since that's about an actual parent dying, and that feels a little iffy, when I'm like, hey, let me throw this into my fanfic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I should only stick to songs that are theoretically about people passing. That That's probably a good decision. Yeah. Um, and then Beth very much just retreats inside herself. It's like, the only things that give me comfort are staying in my room and binge-watching Netflix. This is a great excuse to have an episode all about TV songs. <laughs> <laughs> Important question: Which TV? Which TV songs? Going through the motions from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Nice. Sung by Beth. Fair, fair. Um, somebody's gonna have to sing Super Friends from The Flash. Uh, nice. Jesse is gonna sing Secret Agent Man because I feel like it. <laughs> somebody's gotta sing. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. <laughs> I. Real quick, Tanner, I feel like this needs to be, like, a Netflix party with everybody in the Glee Club who feels like supporting Beth. Kind of, sort of. It's basically, like, Beth Beth has, like, fully tried to enter the TV in order to re- uh, retreat from her feelings. So, you know what? Let's just, let's just humor her and sing television songs, and maybe that can make her, you know, find some modicum Ooh. of joy. 
I just I just pictured like doing the thing where like oh we're going to recreate the music video but with the relevant actors. That's a different episode. Oh, I will definitely. I haven't plotted out where, but there's definitely going to be a music video episode where they just reenact music videos. Nice, nice. Um, Monica is gonna sing "It's Over, Isn't It" from Steven Universe because she like she's gonna try and approach Beth, yes. but Beth is like, y- you, y- like I, I, it's not your fault, but you left me at the exact moment that my life kind of fell apart, so I can't with you right now. Yeah. Uh, but then everybody sings, I'll be there for you. Because they'll be there for Aww. you, Beth. Aww. The teens. The yes. team of teens. Uh, and then, just in time for Valentine's Day, Beth decides to move on. She moves from the first stage of grief, grief, to the second stage of grief, making dumb choices. <laughs> it's important to note... That around this time for the other people. Yes. <laughs> another another character who joined uh, earlier in the first season is Bradley Igarashi. Bradley is the perfect fusion of uh, Mike Chang and Brittany Pierce. Oh, yes. He is a hot the Asian good, himbo. The, he is a complete buffoon. Yes. He is bisexual. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. During Love Chris's vacation, it. where he's also Tony's best friend, and during Chris's vacation, where him and Tony are hanging out, Tony's like, I can't believe Beth cheated on me with a girl. I'm so sad. And Braddy's like, damn, bro, that is sad. You want to make out about it? <laughs> <laughs> Tony is also not straight. He doesn't know what's going on. He wants to, like, uh, ignore that for the time being. And <laughs> that's a different episode. He's like, he's like look, I'm going to worry about this. When I have the time and I don't have to worry about, um, to, to quote the great Finn Hudson, I don't have to worry about tests and studying and getting into college and pregnancy. <laughs> yes. Um, th- th- there is definitely going to be, I'm going to have like a pride episode, like, or a coming out day episode. And Tony's going to be Good. like, I don't really know what to label myself as because like, it's so like, I lean so heavily towards women anyways, but I know I'm not straight, but I don't know. I don't know, guys. Like, I don't, I don't like labels. Uh, and then someone else is going to be like, well, I love labels. And then completely unfurl a bisexual flag. <laughs> Cause you know, different strokes for different folks. Anyways. Yeah. The important thing is that uh, after Bradley tries very hard to like basically sample every single click of every single gender he could find in the school, he ends up just like hooking up, not hooking up, but he ends up getting together with Beth because Beth is like, I should date now. I should date the boy with the most abs in my immediate vicinity. Hello, Bradley. <laughs> Dating by number of abs. Brilliant. <laughs> This is this this is the uh either the best or worst application of MLM WLW solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole the the episode is called Stupid Love. It's mostly about people like getting together with people that like that they probably shouldn't, but they've decided they need to be with someone. <laughs> yeah. I'm lonely and I'm desperate for love. The episode. So Beth and Bradley are together. They're together for like 
a sum total of three episodes. Because a few episodes yeah. later, when I have my sex episode about sex, uh, Beth is like, the best way for me to cement my relationship with Bradley is to have sex with him. And she comes on very oh, strong. No. And Bradley's like, this is weird. I, I, th- I don't think you're doing this for the right reasons. I, I do not want to deflower you right now. <laughs> I have one brain cell, but it is screaming at me, this was a bad choice. Us being together, it's not gonna work. (laughs) Oh. And Beth is like, dang, you know what, you're right. I think you were just, you know, my post-mom death rebound. (laughs) No shame. Oh god. (laughs) I hope they they remain friends. (laughs) Oh, they do remain friends. Good. They they become the much more healthy version of MLM WLW Solidarity. Good, good. And Beth finally, I'm not going to say she gets over it, because you don't just get over your parent dying. But she, no. like, she she reads a healthy emotional state about things uh, for regionals. Good. good. Because the theme is hope. And she's like, we're, we're gonna, we want to dedicate this song to you, Beth. And Beth is like, I never could have gotten through this without you guys. Aww. Uh, and then they sing Hope by... I See, I'm not sure what Beth's solo is going to be because I keep waffling between, like, what if she's saying Wind Beneath My Wings because Adina Menzel has sung that? Or what if she's saying Beautiful Ghosts because uh, that would be, like, um, um, a mirror to memory because I'm thinking that Rachel should sing Memory in the funeral episode. I don't know. Yes. I'm, I'm still sorting it out. But Beth gets a solo. But then also yeah. uh, the everybody sings Move Along by All American Rejects. And then they sing Hope by oh, T. Thomason, who's a really, really good Canadian trans artist, and everyone should listen to T. Thomason. Also, also, this is it's against the Warblers. At this point, the Warblers have had their face turn, and so the reprisals and the Warblers, they all uh, team up together, and they sing Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. Nice, nice. Uh, and anyways, so then uh, after uh, uh, regionals, uh, be- because they they pulled the weird draw, her birthday now happens the week after regionals instead of the week before regionals. Yeah, it's called bittersweet sixteen, and Beth is like, I'm at a healthy, em- I'm- I am now at a healthy emotional state about my mom's passing, which now means it's time for me to be unhealthy about me being single and bisexual and my the love of my life since a childhood, not being together with me because she's dating someone else already. <laughs> yeah, and so then Camilla is like, I know exactly what you need, a roller derby. Uh, and so they go to roller derby, and then Beth gets a cool <laughs> butch girlfriend. Her name is, I don't know if I wrote it down anywhere. Hang on. Uh, her name is Alex. Nice, Beth nice. Beth has a cool butch girlfriend named Alex, and she's very cool, and they're cool together. Uh, at some point between uh, before the end of the season, Beth is going to have like a weird crisis about, like, am I... Am I, should I not be bisexual? Should I just be a lesbian? Am I not bisexual enough? Do I, like, do I need to, like, achieve equilibrium in dating an even number of boys and girls? I'm very concerned. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to shave my head. Yep. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. She doesn't shave her head. But she, she gets halfway through, like, a really short haircut, and she's like, wait, I'm having regrets. Oh, no. And so then... I'm just picturing, like, her standing there with, like, with, like, just, like, random stripes and, like, holding the shaver, like... Wait, it's it, how it, do you put hair back on head? It's very much the energy of there was an episode of Boy Meets World, like an early episode where they were still in middle school, where Topanga basically goes, "People should stop putting weight on like personal appearance." Watch, and then she like cuts a huge chunk of her hair off, and then she looks out and sees herself in the mirror and immediately screams. It's kind of like that. 
Nice, nice. So she does that, and she has a panic moment, and she calls Alex and Julian over, and Alex is like, listen, you don't have to be any more or less bisexual than the way you are, and I like you for you. I like the cool girl who walked into the roller derby and sang an awesome cover of Good For You during karaoke night. Aww. Uh, and then Julian is like, and also we can give you a sweet undercut and maybe uh, dye some parts pink, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> it comes around full circle! Um, yeah, so then stuff happens. Um, at some point, the reprisals crash the Carmel High Prom because of reasons. Uh, so then in revenge, they have a whole... In revenge, Carmel sla- uh, sabotages the bus that they're taking to Nationals, and so they end what? up... Yeah, so while trying to get to Las Vegas, Nevada from Ohio, they end up stranded in the desert. Oh, no! Quick, pull them up and have them trample my map. <laughs> this is all an excuse to have to. I don't know who, but two characters are going to end up uh, having to like travel by horseback to get gas while singing "Horse with No Name." <laughs> but also, Monica and Beth are going to have a tête-à-tête about like their past relationship and their current relationships and like what's going on with them. And it plants the seeds of, like, they're, they're not going to break up with their respective girlfriends and immediately get together for nationals. But mm-hmm. they are going to, like, it's going to plant the seeds of, like, maybe we're endgame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then nationals happens and they get disqualified before they can perform. But then they perform anyways because they're rebels like that. Uh, and Beth gets, oh, to no. so- Beth gets to solo The Show Must Go On by Queen. And it's radical. Dare I ask, do you know why they got disqualified yet, or just that they got disqualified? The reason they got disqualified is because uh, Vocal Adrenaline pulled some strings, like, because they are also trying to take advantage of loopholes, and like, um, actually, like, even though technically you can have students from other schools, the fact that they joined, like, some of them have joined after their respective clubs lost their competitions, might set a precedent for people just jumping ship to other clubs when they failed in their own glee clubs. And also, several of your members are not using their legal names. Well, yeah, that's because they're trans and they want to be on the docket as their chosen names, not their dead names. Yes, but legally, it just lands us in some potential hot water if anything happens. And they're like, that's that's hot bullshit. This is an audio medium, but I want you to know, Tanner, that I'm rolling up my sleeves so that I can square up and punch each of these vocal adrenaline teenagers in the face. I don't care if they're minors, I'll do it. It's unbelievable. No consequences. I have good slash bad news. It's not facilitated, but it is 100% allowed and sanctioned by Will Schuster, who has become the president of the show choir committee. Will Schuster is now evil. Will Schuster Does... is the big bad, and Rachel... <laughs> Finally, it's been revealed. Rachel's whole arc going into season three is, I am going to perform a coup and oust Will Schuster from the show choir board. God, could you imagine? I can't imagine, because I'm writing it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, best situation for season three. Uh, this is the most vague thing, and I actually have more other people's situations happening because these are like mm-hmm. your the other characters their long-term plans start in like late season one mid season two and come to fruition in season three whereas beth has just been going since the beginning so beth yes beth and monica get together in season three and they're like the stable people 
And really, they're like, Good. Th- they're stable alpha couple throughout season three and season four if I decide to write it. But I know that the the sit- end situation is that come the, like, well, at the beginning of season four, that would be their senior year. And they're like, we kind of have different ideas of where we want to go after school. And we don't want to pressure either person into following the other. So you know what? Let's just, we're going to make the most of this year we're gonna make the most of being together in high school in our senior year like absolute mm-hmm. top tier les like lesbian bisexual girlfriends alpha couple the new britanna <laughs> and and then once we graduate we go our separate ways we will we will break up it'll be amicable we will explore ourselves and our lives outside of each other because we have been together for so long and then should the fates align that we come back into each other's lines lives and yes. we still feel that connection maybe that like that might just be the reason that's the sign that's the sign we're looking for because it's kind of going to yes. be like are we together because we have known each other for so long or are we together because we're quote unquote meant to be well i'm writing the story uh-huh. they're meant to be <laughs> uh and then I feel like the, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to write this past season five. And I also feel like season five is like epilogue this season. And it's just like, let's check in with how everyone's been doing, you know, five, ten X years later down the line. Nice. So when they get back together, like for their end game relationship, their last get together before they never break up again, they sing I Belong in Your Arms by Chairlift. Yeah. And and then their wedding song is You Got the Love by Florence and the Machine. Aww. That's cute. And yeah, that's that's the story of Beth. Nice. So, um I real real quick, I want to touch on um something because I know that Beth has uh has made the journey to a to a uh, to a tabletop system. So here's at least one. So here's the thing. A few months ago, my friend Lena yes. of the Forgotten Eras podcast situation, aka Kingdom Hearts of Forgotten Era, Kingdom Hearts actual play using the interstitial system set eighty years before the events of Birth by Sleep. So Lena hosted <laughs> a tabletop charity game day uh, during yes. Pride Month, and she yes invited me to be a part of it. And her only uh, things were like, they have to be characters like either OCs or characters that can be attached to a Disney property. And I'm like, well, due to horrible corporate overlords, Glee is a Disney property. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm rolling up with Beth. I'm rolling up with season one Beth, who is still the worst. The worst! So this, this is this girl, but now she also has magic powers in a Keyblade. Yes. Which, her Keyblade, if I remember correctly, the teeth were... Um, no. What were the teeth? One sec. I'm pulling it up. Right, because you drew it. You you drew it. I did. You drew a picture of an apropos of nothing. And I was like, Christina, you monster. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> well, look, in my defense, Tanner was like, hi, I'm... I'm Tanner told me, oh, I'm going to be playing Beth in a, in, a, in, a, in a stream with our friends of uh of interstitial and i was like okay but what's her keyblade (laughs) (laughs) there we go found it uh beth's keyblade is one singular sensation that's right Uh, because in in episode three 
Beth sings one singular sensation about Rachel, but then a bunch of other people sing one singular sensation about Beth. Nice. And the teeth of the Keyblade are made out of a gold, metallic, glittery music note and the apple emoji sparkle effects that I traced over to get the shapes right. <laughs> and, the and it is a, the rest of it is a green marbleized trophy with a little figure of Beth singing at the top and it's lightning bolts. <laughs> it's, I'm very proud of it. <laughs> yeah, and then the keychain is a blue ribbon. And the reason yes. the reason the handle guard is lightning bolts is because of Drizzle. <laughs> oh my god, Tanner, I had no idea. <laughs> you know, the, the almost name that Finn was gonna give her. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. Okay, I have, a, I, I have one more question before we do the last question, which yes. is I'm going to appeal to one of your other special interests at this point, which is who would Beth's Digimon partner be? Or if we don't have time okay, to attack so that right thing. now, that's okay. <laughs> no, no, here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I wasn't sure if I wanted to go all in on the Glee fanfic, I was trying to find ways to recycle the characters into other yeah. things. And I did almost combine Beth and other members of the cast with another Digimon fanfic that I've been, like, percolating on. Oh? So I might actually have this written down. Uh, ba, 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 ba. So it was either the dark wine of. So you you know Renamon, right? Yes. Yes. So Renamon has her standard line, and then she has the dark line, where it's like they're all purple mm -hmm. palette swaps, and so yeah, it goes Yokomon, yeah. Domon, Kuzuhumon. I just made up a version of Renamon that was also like that, so I could have the color palette match. And so it was either Vixamon, which is basically purple Renamon with uh, yellow mm -hmm. gloves, or it was the Lunamon line. So Lunamon, Lekasmon, Cressmon, Dianamon, which I can't remember who like who she had. But I know that she had one and Monica had the other. And then naturally, uh, both Kazuhamon and Dianamon would be able to DNA Digivolve into my own original Digimon, Nixmon. Ooh, that's cool. I love OC Digimon. Yeah. I love that they're making new Digimon now and they're good. And, yes. And I can put them in. I love how there is now Bloom Lordmon, which is a cool knight masculine flower Digimon, but he still boots the house down. <laughs> nice. Anyway, we, I, I have very much so enjoyed uh, getting to talk with you about Beth Tanner. Do you have anything before we go into the last question for today? Um, let me see if I can grab a list of some other songs she's involved with. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I think I said all the important solos. Oh yeah, there's an there's an episode in season one where it's like a whole bunch of people trying to deal with their crushes, and Monica and Beth sing the song Boop from Ruby together, which is like this fun swing song about realizing that you're in love with your childhood best oh, friend. Yeah. And it goes complete oh, yeah. it goes completely over Beth's head. <laughs> oh Beth. Look, look. No one said she had to be smart. <laughs> Also, um, she does do, they do do a reprise of Don't Stop Believin' at the regionals in the first season, because they gotta. Yeah, they gotta. They gotta. Uh, ba, 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 ba. 
Let's see. She sings Here I Go Again the first time she quits the reprisals. Oh, yeah. Her and Monica uh-huh, uh-huh. sing What Is This Feeling at each other. Oh, yes. I think I remember. Has, that, that has happened, yes. Right? Yes, that, that was episode three. That's what I thought. Um, she's naturally involved in several of the girl group numbers. Oh, yeah. So... So in the episode where Beth is like, Tony, Monica, you should be friends so that my best friend and my boyfriend can also be friends. Uh, Tony asks Monica help for like singing a song to like help get back into, not get back into Beth's good graces, but like to really impress Beth. And Monica's like, okay, Beth's favorite musical is The Wedding Singer. I don't know why, it just is. Roll with it. So you should sing If I Told You from The Wedding Singer as a duet with her. And so then they do that. And then the episode closes with If I Told You Reprise, which is Monica singing while she looks at them from a distance. Because, Aww. because gay. <laughs> um, okay, that's all the season one songs. What does what do I have her sing in season two? Oh yeah, because you have her spreadsheet. I'm not looking at the spreadsheet though. I'm looking at the my just word documents because they're better laid out. Oh, nice. Um, oh yeah, uh, in the season two premiere, Beth and Monica sing "Cool for the Summer" because I think I'd have to like just stop writing if I didn't. Yeah. Um, she also gets to sing They Just Keep Moving the Line from Smash in sectionals. Nice. Uh, When she's trying to seduce Bradley, she sings Marvin Gaye by Charlie Puth. And this is when Brad is like, hey, something's gone wrong. Maybe don't. (laughs) Maybe you've made bad choices today, Beth. Um, I don't have any specific songs noted for Beth singing in uh, season three, but I do have one episode where the summary is just, this is the episode where Beth gets a concussion and travels back in time to join the New Directions. Oh my god. Anyways. Yeah? You're probably wondering why Beth is so important to me. Yes. This is just I, a- <laughs> I am, in fact, Tanner, wondering why do you love Beth so much? Uh, this is just another situation where the character sprang from my head almost fully formed like Athena. <laughs> also, also, I forgot to mention I've been playing this fanfic since the week after Glee ended. 2015, oh baby. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. Some of the songs I have noted down for the season premiere, for the series premiere, th- they have not changed since my first draft. Aww. And first I was like, I'm going to write this out and I can present this to Ryan Murphy and he'll have to give me the reins. And I'm like, no, this is fanfic time. I'm going to do better. Yes, because I, I would like to mention that you did, when you sent in Beth for consideration for Wayward, not consideration, when you sent in Beth to talk about on Wayward, you did mention, it'd be nice if this episode came out after Ryan's own Glee boot, but we can't plan around that. It's like, <laughs> we cannot, in fact, plan around that. He's made a whole American Horror Story since since you sent this in. Watch, watch, listen. Watch, watch the, uh, this have the same kind of I will fight you energy, and the day this comes out is the day when Ryan Murphy announces the Glee boot. Oh no. Oh, God. But yeah, I forget how I end this podcast. So I'm just going to say thank you so much, Tanner. It has been a delight to talk with you about Beth, especially now more so that I have been keeping tabs on 
on Glee Reprise, your fanfic. Yes. Well, thank hashtag you. Hashtag non-spawn. For... Hashtag friend spawn. Uh, yeah, this is actually, ha- this is explicitly hashtag spawn. This is networking. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for letting me come on and just go off the shits. Yeah. Yeah, always. So, where would you like to be found on the internet, Tanner? Because I know you have things that you need, that you would like to shout out and or promote. Um, I have a podcast about Glee. It's nothing special. It's called Loser Like hey! Me. Hey! It's called Loser Like Me. <laughs> you... I host it with some other person. You may have heard of them. I don't know. Shrug. Can you hear me shrugging? Can you hear the face that I'm making at you through the through the through the turned off video camera on my computer? Ah, uh, yes, the neutral face of displeasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Christina host a podcast called Loser Like Me, where we recap and review and Rachel Berry every episode of Glee. Uh, as of recording, <laughs> we're two thirds done the second season. God. We're powering through as best we can. I gotta watch an episode. Yes. I have to. Yes. I, I have to watch that somewhere between catching up on Legends of Tomorrow and watching Win a Date from Tad Hamilton for my other podcast. Not if I reboot you first. It's a podcast where me and my friend Lindsay, uh, we reboot our favorite properties before Hollywood has a chance to. Hollywood has a chance to. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. It's a little bit like brainstorming fanfiction. You can find that on Twitter at N-I-I-R-Y-F-Pod. Those letters for Not If I Beat You First, and they're pronounced, Don't Stop Believing. Also, me and Lindsay, and Lindsay's brother Ryan, who is my friend, and our friend Duncan, who is not related to any of us, we all have together a Pokemon actual play called Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium. It is a cussing podcast, but it's still fun, and it's Pokemon, and it's fun yeah. friends doing Pokemon fun friend stuff together with tabletops and dice. It's kind of on hiatus yeah. because Ryan is currently at Podcast Academy, but I'm sure once he's mm-hmm. finished with that, he'll have more time to edit. And so in the meantime, there's still a 70-episode backlog. Yeah, and I think Ryan also brought uh, Julian on to yes. talk about on Wayward. Yes, former guest of the show Ryan. That was off the top of my head. For for, for that matter, <laughs> yes. former guest of the show Lindsay. Yes, possibly Haven't future, future guest of the show Lindsay because she has a far more robust uh, character in her current fanfic. Me and Lindsay <laughs> have been reading each other's fanfics and then keeping each other's Heroes pages up to date about said fanfics. Ah, true friendship. Yes. <laughs> Also, me the human. Have you heard? Have you heard about me? I, I'm Tanner. I have. I can be found on Twitter at Sparky Upstart. It's where I tweet words and sometimes images. <laughs> that is true. That is a fact. Okay. Uh, I I'm, I was gonna try to do a current events blast, but y'all, I'm so tired. <laughs> you 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 know how. If you, if you are if you have the capacity to help people, I trust that you will be able to find ways to help people on your own. Donate to food pantries. Yes, donate donate, donate money donate money to food pantries. Exactly. Because it's a lot cheaper for them to bulk buy. <laughs> also, if you haven't changed your clocks for daylight savings yet, you might want to look into that. I know it's late. Yeah. But- <laughs> Yeah, if you're in the U.S. and you haven't changed your clock for daylight savings time check. yet, you're about like three weeks overdue at this point. Double check your microwave. But also, but also do check your smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors because you need to make sure the batteries are up to date in those. And don't forget to start your car if you have to park outside. 
Yes. Oh, make sure kick, there's no your, animals kick, underneath it. Yeah, kick your tires and bonk your or, uh, hood to make sure there's no kitty cats inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or like squirrels or something. They could do that too. Yes. Okay, time for the actual outro. <laughs> the Humphrey Red OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard through Acast and your local podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. We can be reached at waywardocpod at gmail.com or at waywardocpod on Twitter. If you would like to talk about Wayward or the other Corner Podcast Network shows, such as perhaps Loser Like Me, uh, or also Faithful and Not If I Reboot You First, we have our own Discord server. Uh, the permalink should be available on the show Twitters, uh, but if you can't find it, let us know uh, through the show accounts on Twitter and we can get you set up with the link. Uh, if you are interested in coming on Wayward to talk about your own original characters, or if you know someone who may be interested, please feel free to uh, drop me a line, uh, ideally through one of the show accounts, uh, and we can talk about getting you set up, or... You also can fill out the Google form, which is the pinned tweet on the Wayward Twitter account. I have that funnel into a Google sheet that keeps track of everyone who sent in their OCs. Um, quick programming note, I this is going to be the only episode for November, um, because as I said, beginning of this podcast recording, um, I am on overtime at work, and it is taking a lot more out of me than it has in the past, perhaps because of parallelogram. Who knows? Um, and so I, one episode a month is all that I am going to worry about for November. I'm hoping to get two out for December. We'll see how that goes. Um, so I, I appreciate all of your patience. And of course, this is a podcast and it is super helpful if you can listen and subscribe and rate us on your listening platform of choice because it helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So thank you all for listening. This has been Home for Your Good OCs and we hope you enjoyed your stay. That's what you missed on Glee Reprise. What a positively unhinged podcast I have created today. You're welcome. Thank you. So, here's what you missed on Loser Like Me. A musical TV show called Glee aired for six seasons, and Christina and Tanner decided to rewatch the whole thing. It's really wild. Anything goes on this show. The whole conflict is about a cheerleading coach trying to destroy a Glee club. But it's also about finding your true self and being special. Well, their teacher's a cuck, and I'm pretty sure his degree fell off the back of a truck. There's lots of yelling about good representation from the show and the two of us. And I don't think the writers are always sure what show they're even writing. Yeah. Tanner gets passionate about Kurt. Christina gets really upset about incorrect use of Spanish. Look, it happens. And so many interesting characters don't get the screen time they deserve. Like Tina, Ari, Mike, So if you Mercedes, want to hear what was going on beyond just Betty, the singing and the dancing, Matt, check out Loser Like Me. It's a podcast where we find the best parts of this show and hold nothing back talking about the worst ones. You can find us on whatever podcast provider you use. Or on Twitter at Loser Like Me Pod. 
And, and that's, that's what, what you missed, missed on Glee. Glee.